0: You're listening to the Go-Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia, baby, we have got a comeback win. Check it off. We have got a comeback win. It was an awful game. E. I don't care. It was a win because if I stayed up late, I had a I had a crazy night, Elliot. Uh, my power went out. I missed like a, a good chunk of the start of the second quarter. Uh, there was chaos brewing all over the place. But, man, if, if I stayed up for that uh, loss, this podcast would be uh, very different. Uh, that first half was atrocious.
1: Well, I got to say uh – Oof. I gotta say, I, I missed I, I missed the end of the fourth quarter as well. What happened?
0: <laughs> where you? At, where did you go? Uh, did you have a big pee in the press box? You just miss you miss all the clutchness that went on there.
1: Yeah, I was in Jacksonville watching Nick Foles. Oh, so, you no! Know, uh, oh, okay, uh, okay, gotcha. You know, I'm just
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? How about uh, that? Was probably the worst, ugliest. Uh, thank God that there was a, a clutch comeback win game I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I think there's two ways to look at this game. There's, like, the next three weeks type of way to look at it, and obviously, you know, they come out floppy. They They don't play well. Lane Johnson being injured and probably out at least a week, I would think, if not maybe for the Cowboys game as well. Oof. That's a big blow. Alshon, blow. Alshon's probably gone for forever, but honestly, who cares? Alshon, just, he's gone, right? Yeah. Move on from him. Um, and I don't think, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I don't think it's a coincidence. That the young guys getting in there reenergizes offense. But here's the here's the biggest takeaway from today, and we debated this on the last pod to a certain extent. But this season is all about Carson Wentz. What Carson Wentz does, how he plays, how he develops, and tonight was the first, or at least I think probably the first like legitimate real comeback. Eagles won the game. Carson was a franchise quarterback game. Like two touchdown or three, three touchdown drives, one, one in overtime. Made big throw after big throw. Kept the team alive when they were down. Like, this is a game that you can absolutely lean on. I mean, like, the Packers win, he played great, but the running game led them to that, right? Like, this was yeah. all Carson. If Carson Wentz is not the quarterback tonight, they don't win the game, period. So, it, it, in, the, big, in you know, the short term, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. But in the big term, this was absolutely huge for the Eagles
0: and Carson. Yeah, I agree, and and for those that like have that small reservation of my God, that was the Giants, and it's and you are right. I mean, like I was thinking the same things throughout that first half. It's one of the worst secondaries in the league, if not the worst. As opposed to you know, uh, you know, the Eagles giving up a couple of easy touchdowns there as well. And geez, we'll get into that for sure at some point. But uh, yeah, I, and that's how I look at that. I am excited because. For all of the people that do not believe in <clears throat> uh, Carson Wentz's long-term future, things like that do matter right now, and you know, down the road, and maybe, maybe this does end up leading to a playoff game. Because the first things that I thought were, yeah, it's not necessarily like one of the the Nick Foles type of games, like when he went in and uh, you know to LA and one or like that Houston game. It didn't feel quite like that but it's pretty close to it and right. man you could tell for a lot of those guys and I saw that uh, you know Zach Ertz was getting interviewed by uh, Mike Garofolo and some others could tell how emotional this team was afterwards too And and people don't really buy into that crap and I know Jason Kelsey at one point he gave this really impassioned speech but you know just for them along with Carson you could tell how badly that they needed this as well so I'm with you. Uh, I think you needed to yeah, I mean, see that. Yeah. When
1: they, when they, when they were, when they were down seventeen to three or whatever it was, I think it was halftime, and I was sitting there and thinking, what is there to be excited about this team moving forward? Right? Because at that point, Carson was struggling. I thought Doug, like the team, just looked really bad. The offense looked boring. There was no creativity. Howie Roseman's moves continue to look bad. Like yeah. so I was sitting there thinking, what is? What do you? what are Eagles fans like? What is there to be excited about moving forward? And I'm not saying that that comeback win from Carson, like erases all of that, but I can't lie. Like when I was walking down to the locker room, I was thinking like the answer is Carson. Like, you know, like if that is going forward, if you're an Eagles fan, if you want to hang your hat on something like right now, Carson is the person you hang that hat on. And, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Like, obviously we've talked about Carson for hours. Now hours in this podcast, my opinion doesn't change in one night but there's no denying that look like when when he does things that's good like i say it and it's positive like he he'd never had a real big clutch moment before tonight he did and that's a huge development
0: for this team yeah um and uh, carson did point this out but i also want to just say it there you might want to cover zackerts just the thought especially in the red zone yeah it looked like a humongous blown assignment from the jump and that's why it was such an easy pitch and catch that happened there. But, uh, yeah, everything that happened kind of leading up to this, too, like um, here's the one thing I couldn't figure out, and I don't know if anybody addressed it in the press conference, but why in the hell? And and maybe it's because that they view Josh Perkins as a wide receiver as well, so that's why they only went with three wide receivers. Why the hell did that happen? Why was, it, why was somebody not called up from the practice squad to have at least another option on this team? Uh, before the game started, then now, Sean, you know, as we all saw, unfortunately went down. What what's the deal there?
1: I mean, they're not a franchise that's operating at a high level. Right now. I mean, there's <laughs> no other way to put it, right? Didn't I mean, believe it. Like the comeback win from Carson was great, but look, like how in the world do you go into this game with three receivers? Like it's it's embarrassing. It makes no sense. It just, I mean, it Doug said after the game they thought Nelson would play, but like Nelson didn't even warm up with the team. Yeah, so. Like was the was the rain worse than they thought? It's just, and it didn't end up hurting them because they won the game. But when when Alshon went out and they went down the two receivers, they had 15 total yards in their next five drives. Unbelievable! So like it it was really really ugly, and I think that's part of what makes Carson's comeback so special because they really were dead. They were dead. I mean, they were. I was watching that game. I had people, you know, messaging me like, you know, Carson has no life. The team, the team looks, you know, yeah, not really bad.
0: Dead. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's what makes it more spe- It's what makes the comeback so special. But at the same time, they got to that point because, once again, they make a really weird move on game day. Like, only dressing three receivers. It, re- it reminded me a lot of when they only dressed two tight ends against the, and the Falcons. And I know that ended up being a little different because Dallas Goddard got hurt, like, after an active before the game. Yeah. But it's still the idea of going into a game where you were going to be using two tight ends a lot without a backup tight end. Now you go in. To a game the game tonight was only three receivers, two of which are JJ, Artega, Whiteside, and Greg Ward. So it was, I mean, it was just a dumb decision. That's the only way you can put it. Yeah, that
0: was, I thought that was really crazy. And let's start with uh, JJ, ortega Whiteside after a lot of people starting to question their own sanity about the second round pick and whoever's going to get off the field. That, that, is what I remember about J.J. from college, a little bit of OTAs in, uh, during the offseason, like that type of ball tracking with the ability to come down with that football at such a humongous time uh, I, it was a, a, a real big positive in this one, too. Like, if you weren't freaking out that you know, as soon as he caught that ball, I don't think you have a soul because that was gorgeous, and uh, we need a lot more of that, uh, Elliot, uh, moving forward from J.J. White whiteside
1: yeah, that was an amazing catch. I mean, he was obviously held on the play, pass interference. And he still pulled it over. I mean, to re- to maintain your concentration, track it over your shoulder, and bring it in. It was it was an amazing play. I mean, I think Warren Sharp tweeted that was special, and and it was. Yeah. It was it was a great catch. Um, you know, didn't have an overly productive game outside of that. So yeah, it was a little discouraging that up to that point. I think you only had one target, and you know, you're already so banged at that receiver. So I, I, I came away more impressed with other players on the offense, but no denying that catch was, again, the confidence builder. Like We talk about Carson yep. having that fourth quarter comeback and what that does for him. I mean, every, every moment, I think that's what made this encouraging instead of just like an ugly win where you feel really bad after, is that they did it with young guys. Like Carson did it. That'll help him long-term. J.J. Osega-Whiteside, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, Dallas Goddard had a catch either on the overtime drive or on the final touchdown drive yep. in the fourth quarter. Like, all, all these young guys who presumably will be here next year. So they all make big plays, and you can build upon that. Like, whatever this – and I'll say where I think it's going at the end of the podcast, but wherever this season turns out to be, this win will matter to that group of players next year. And if they would have done it with Alshon and Deshaun and Aguilar, yeah, it would have still been a win, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have meant as much long term.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And this is why and I think you yelled at me because of this when I said I don't need to see Nelson Aguilar for the rest of the season. You know, and, and at this point we probably won't see Alshon Jeffrey for the rest of the season either like you pointed out. I would rather run yeah. and go with these guys right now because at least there's uh, whatever it is. It's, it's, call it a lack of talent. You can call it a lack of chemistry. You can call it both things if you want to. I, I don't care at this point. But that is I, – I would rather have guys that fight for their quarterback because – Greg Ward still, I mean, he dropped a, a short touchdown, too. And that's the first thing that ha- popped into my mind, everybody. Just so you know, a little inside baseball, I go, oh, shit. Another fucking drop touchdown, which, you know, Elliot and I are going to fight about in this stupid, you know, Carson Wentz battle that's uh, clearly about to come. Uh and he, and well, he made let me, it.
1: Ask, you, yeah, let go me ahead. ask you something. Because after after the game, Greg Ward said it was tipped. I thought it looked like it was tipped, too, but it it seemed like everyone – seems to think it wasn't. I mean, I think that whether or not it was tipped, I will say that that defender definitely came in and disrupted the pass to some degree.
0: I, so, I, I, From the replay, um, even if it was tipped, which it, 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 there's a small possibility it could have been, and I might look like a dummy when I rewatch this, but it looked like it barely missed the, uh, the defender's hand. And just went right okay. on, like almost like Greg was expecting it to be tipped, and it just like showed up in his hands. Like, oh shit, it's right there. It was so a,
1: it was a great throw. It was definitely a great throw, no matter what. It was it was absolutely a great throw. Interesting though.
0: I, I'll have to we'll have to double check if he uh, if he says it was tipped or not. But it looked like he expected it to be, and then it just kind of went in and out of his hands there. But like, yeah, that that's what I'm saying though. Like it, it, he he bounced back here, even to an extent. I would say like. Dallas Goddard uh, had a major drop in this one. It bounced back there at the end. Um, uh, I actually can't even remember if Ertz started out hot or not, but I remember him getting targeted early. Um, and that's the other thing about this game, too. It was just both, like, you know, wide receivers being slightly out of position on top of Carson Wentz deciding to, I guess, show his Donovan McNabb side. Thrilled some worm balls tonight as opposed to the high arching yeah. thing. So, you know, I. I I don't know. It was a, it was such a weird night though. Like this whole night was weird. The the rain and the wind and everything picking up. Uh, Carson with throwing with gloves on. Uh you know, like all of this. It's just it was such a it was such a weird night and a, and I and no one expected it to end that way at all. So it's just kind of it's 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 nuts. It's all over the place Siri. Yeah,
1: I don't think it was a coincidence that when J.J., I'm sorry, when Greg Ward got in and played a whole bunch, when Boston Scott got in a whole bunch. And let's talk about Boston Scott. Yeah, God. Got two parts of Yeah. Ten uh, carries for
0: Boston 59, Scott? six for 69. Good Lord, Boston Scott, the savior of the season now at Short Parks.
1: So why is Darren, Why was Darren Sproles ever on this roster if Boston <laughs> Scott had that in him? I mean, I, I get the whole you were going for it, and, you know, Boston Scott was a bit of an unknown, but – Again, like with Boston Scott, when the ball was his, when his was in his hand. Greg Ward had the ball. There was just like a breath of fresh air in the offense, of youth, of quickness, of playmaking ability, and more so with Boston Scott. I mean, he makes a guy miss in the open field and does. You know, he looks great, but just it was just refreshing to watch a group of young players out there that were fast and motivated yep. and moving. It was. I really think that had a big impact on them coming back
0: uh also and i i don't know if i ever said it on the pod i'll even take it a step further uh i don't know why you know boston scott was sitting here duking it out with Corey clement honestly we we saw that yeah as early as possible you just like i don't know what it is boston scott just has more pop like and and that's why i think doug had mentioned him so many times you remember that there was like this obsession with boston scott for like two weeks during training camp, and he kept plugging away and kept mentioning his name, and you know, wow, really standing out, really standing out. Uh, and that's when I thought, oh man, like Jesus, there might be this might be leading to like you know, Wendell and Corey being out at the same time here too. And that's what uh, kind of showed up tonight. I mean, he really was all over the place, and without him, and here's the here is the other weird part of that, which I was thinking, I go, wow, Miles Sanders is getting a lot of work, and he does not look good you know, and here's Boston Scott just uh, lighting everything up and, and being really consistent um, as as much as he could be, you know, with Lane going down, and uh, we'll certainly get into that, too, but man, um, yeah, just a really impressive stuff from Boston Scott tonight. I thought that was everything that he kind of looked like to, uh, during training camp there.
1: Yeah, and again, just he was quick. He was elusive. He was an unknown. He was, I mean, he was everything that this offense has been looking for really. I mean, in the first half, when Boston Scott wasn't touching him as much, Alshon was still playing, and they were kind of doing whatever their game plan was for the week. It was like they just kept throwing the football into a brick wall. Like you know, it'd be like first and first and ten, three yard completion. Second and in seven, incomplete pass. Third and whatever, right? Like it, it was just it was frustrating to watch. It was like, what have they been doing all week? Like where was the game plan? Is this what Doug would really could really come up with? And that's when I was really getting down on Doug, and because I've defended Doug, but watching that, I was like, man, this is a real problem. And then when I think they got in some young players, where and I know we kind of debate this, but yeah. these young guys like that, you know, you can just put in there. You don't have to worry about, okay, I got to get on the ball, or like, all right, we got to go to Jordan Howard, and you can just run the offense and not worry about that. It kind of became Carson's show instead of. You know this loaded "quote unquote" offense that has all these different weapons, where they're all just mattingly frustrating, frustrating to watch.
0: Yeah, I uh, exactly like everybody was kind of in their in their spots; they were where they're supposed to be. There was no real big surprises, even though that you know, I I guess that's if maybe he was even expecting Nelson Aguilar to go in this game, and they like, game planned around that. Like I have no idea, and then you have Alshon, right. and then it's just like. You know, you get to the, the barest of bones, and it did look like bare bones for a long time. I mean, honestly, now that they can't, like, they, they just, that third quarter was so dreadful, uh, and then they they bounced right back in the fourth, and that's when you saw um, everything kind of start to gel and head towards that way. Um, but, like, every everything before that, and even I, I don't know, and I can feel it, like, I can feel everybody starting to turn and just like, all right. Yeah, they whatever wins a win they got it done uh they're tied basically with the Cowboys right now It'll more than likely i say uh, with with not great confidence it'll more than likely end up that the Eagles take care of business against Washington uh the Rams are playing hot not not really great matchup for Dallas, so you know does this does this leave you with positive vibes here that they will still end up winning the division because even though they won this I can easily see and still feel like Dallas's offense is going to rip the shit out of this defense and, you know, it's going to be too late for that Eagles offense to do anything there, E.
1: So, I think I've had a pretty good read on this team, like, basically all season. So, training camp, I thought I had a good read on it yeah. throughout the season I have. I have – Absolutely no doubt this team is going to the playoffs. <laughs> I i can't remember the last time I was so sure about something, honestly, when it came to this team. Oh my God. The Cowboys are a complete mess. The Eagles are playing, I think, maybe the best football they have all year, which is disgusting to say coming off of that. What, but what, what? I mean, what?
0: I, That's not true at okay, all. That,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, that was strong. I shouldn't. That was strong. I shouldn't be the best football they were playing all year. It's just that been a while, said, and it's late,
0: so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll being, allow it.
1: That being said, they have they have not played very good football throughout the year. Regardless, I just this team is going to the playoffs. Like they're going to beat Washington next week. Dallas is going to lose to the Rams, and then I think they're going to beat Dallas at home. I just that's how I feel. And I, the only skepticism I have about it is the Lane injury. That's the only. Yeah. Worry, I would have, but outside of that, like this team is going close to home playoff game. I'm, I'm very sure of it.
0: And they're going to do it with Josh Perkins, and then they're going to do it with Boston Scott and Greg Ward. Yep, and, yep. Then gonna go, and then they're going to go. Absolutely. And then they're going to go to San Francisco. Hi-yah! Right? Is that is that the how you're going to finish that speech?
1: I mean, th- I like. <laughs> I would rather. I would rather go on this playoff push with Greg Ward, Boston Scott, and whoever rather than Alshon, Deshaun, and, like, these old guys. I want to see – I really think that this is – the the offense is in a good place right now. I mean, they scored three touchdowns in the game. Seems like they got it clicking. Again, I'm I'm probably being overly optimistic right now. But
0: yeah, I, which I, is surprising because I thought I was going to be, but uh, you took it.
1: No, I mean, I, I said earlier this week I have a good feeling about where this team is at, which is why – I was texting with people during the game. It really surprised me they came out like that. Like, and I know I shouldn't be surprised because it's what they do all the time, but I really thought they were going to come out and, just, and play better. I thought yeah. Eli would play well, but I thought the offense would come out and play well. And so that surprised me. But they ultimately got the win. They're one game back. The Rams are playing the best football they have all year. I think we can both agree on that. Um, and so now I think they'll go to Dallas, beat the Cowboys. Both teams will be seven and seven. The Cowboys will be absolutely coming apart at the seams. The Eagles will have the most confidence they have all year. I think they win that game.
0: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna expand upon that in a moment. Uh, Mike Garofalo, uh reporting right now that Alshon Jeffrey will have an MRI in the morning. A source says that Jeffrey felt something pop, which isn't ideal, uh, and doesn't sound like it's an Achilles, but we'll see what's up in the morning. So probably not good news is expected uh, there as well, and. See, you took that positivity that I was vibing with because, like you said, I am—I—I I, I haven't directly shifted the season like, all right, I just want to make sure that Carson isn't freaking broken here or whatever, you know, <laughs> and and he showed right. me that tonight, and I'm very happy for that. But uh, I, I am nowhere near convinced that you can just, and especially as you put it, like you've never been so confident in your life that this Eagles team is going to make the playoffs. I, I I don't think that they do. Uh, I think Dallas still. Let me, ends let me up tell you
1: this: the last time, the last time I was this confident was after they beat the Falcons in the playoff in the playoffs two years ago. I was positive they were going to demolish the Vikings. That's the last time I felt this confident wow. that the team was going to the playoffs.
0: Wow. Uh, I'm I hope you're right, man, because I am. I'm trust me. I'm rooting for that. I think this is like uh, you know we've been discussing for Karsten's benefit. It will be much better. Uh, you know, to to get a playoff, uh, uh, you know, experience rather than not, you'd rather take it than you know, maybe a couple of spots in the in the draft here. But man, I am. Uh, I don't think, uh, and especially after you rewatch this, because maybe you were caught up in the moment and it's this rainy uh, night, as uh, I think Chris Long put it, it was raining like the Notebook out there, and you know, it's <laughs> there's this great thing that we're all waiting for, and that ends up being a Carson Wentz comeback win in overtime. Um. There's just, but like I said, uh, there's too many practice squad players, and I think now there might be too many injuries for this team to to really even get and cross that line. Uh, Washington's been a little frisky lately. Like I said, I'm more concerned about what Dallas ends up doing to that that uh, defense because you know, like Ronald Darby was not good early uh, and not very good late. Although I will say the uh, the defense did did flip it around, uh, and also the Giants just giants it up like big time too. I mean, some of their play calling was uh, absolutely atrocious. Seeing that you know Pat Shermer get all uh, hot and dentist faced in the in the head, and when you know he doesn't get the the flag on the, uh, Vontae Maddox, that was kind of delightful to see. But you know, um, outside of uh, of positive vibes for Carson, I don't I don't see this team doing it. They're going to screw up somebody's going to come over the top like or the Cowboys end up beating the Rams and that'll be really disappointing and then then it becomes infinitely harder. I just think there's too many variables once again uh but I it, hey at least uh, at least they solved their wide receiver problem, right?
1: Well, everybody can get on the comment section of the podcast and you mean to John for one. So everyone get in there and <laughs> tell John tell John he's wrong, tell him he's a hater. But like here's another thing I'll say. The, the Cowboys are firing their head coach. Like, that's the team. Yeah, they and sure I've are. been high on the Cowboys, but that's the team you think is going to make a playoff push?
0: Uh, I don't think anybody's going to make a playoff push. I think this is going to be a by-default thing. There's, there's no such thing right, as a so, playoff push in the NFC East.
1: So which team do you think is a bigger mess,
0: though? Uh... Uh, yes. That's what I mean. Like it's it's equal. I don't. I think uh, in terms of.
1: Oh, I think the Cowboys are a bigger mess. Why
0: do you think they're a bigger mess? It's uh, easily identifiable what the problem is.
1: They're because okay. Here's why I think they're a bigger mess. A, they're going to be firing their head coach. So like organizationally, they're in a really bad spot. B, they've. I mean, look, you're gonna love this game. This from me. They've lost a ton of close games this year. The Eagles have not. The Eagles beat the Packers. They won a close game tonight against the Giants. Um, There's probably a close game in there. Um, Oh, I guess the Patriots and Seahawks, you can count as close games, but they were never super competitive in those. But but regardless, like the Lane Lane Johnson injury to me is a real one. That is the one concern. But outside of that, the Cowboys have been healthy all year, and they haven't been able to put a string of games together, right? I mean, the Cowboys are obviously not as good as I thought they were. And, again, for whatever we think of long-term with Doug Carson and Howie, we know they're all going to be here. Like, there's no doubt about that. Right? The Cowboys are in the process. I mean, Gary Jones said a few weeks ago, he sure Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL somewhere. Like, that's just not a team that I see. Maybe they beat the Rams. But they don't beat the Eagles. I don't think they have enough wind
0: left in them. I just don't. Are you saying like long term? Which which has more? Like, because I'll pick the Eagles there long term. But if we're talking about the next,
1: I'm saying this year. Yeah, this year. These next from now. No, the next couple of
0: weeks, and because of uh, of what you said, it's. Because that you have Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, uh, Amari Cooper, even though he's a little banged up, and I guess Dak might be a little banged up, even though I, I'm not buying fully into all that. You have Michael Gallup there; they're there. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that doesn't change. Yeah, but they're,
1: you've had them all year, and they're six and seven, um, and they just lost to the Bears.
0: I know, but this team is so in is incredibly inconsistent. Like way more inconsistent than the Cowboys are. You know, and maybe they're playing both that way, and, and if you had to lean one way or another, I mean, even after tonight, I mean, we have, I, there, are, there are people during this game uh that were were in my mentions and I would say some predominant people said man maybe maybe Doug Peterson just sucks maybe you gotta get rid of him maybe you gotta fire him right. and then everybody changed their mind in the second half all of a sudden that didn't that didn't disappear from anywhere you know and and it looked like that I'm not saying I agree with it or I, like I think it's pretty ridiculous people want to fire Doug Peterson but I can understand the reaction to down 17 to three and then suddenly like, you none of no football makes sense anymore. It was the longest first couple of honestly the longest couple of third quarters i I can remember for a very long time uh and like it it's it's just way more inconsistent even with personnel we don 't even know who's going to be out there from week to week. There could be a new uh practice squad wide receiver there they might even have to sign somebody now um big v is still a humongous hole, and if he's got to play long term. Uh, for any length of time, it's not going to be fun for the offense or your running game at the same time. So your best asset, is well, apparently, think, uh, is still I out. Baetai, you know,
1: I, I think Bye is better when he gets a full week to prepare. For what it's worth, I mean, again, I'm not saying Bye from Lane is obviously a huge, a huge drop, but I think, I think he'll, I think he'll be better when he gets out there. And again, you have Washington next week. I think that's a the game they'll win. You'll, you'll go into Dallas on a two-game winning streak, in my opinion. Cowboys will come in having lost, I think, five and six. And again, who knows? Maybe the Eagles lose to Washington, the Cowboys beat the Rams, and I look foolish. Who knows? But I just think, that, like, the Eagles have the momentum right now. And I agree. When you watch that game tonight. What momentum? Like said, it what was, momentum, Elliot? They have, that was, they were all- what do you mean, what momentum? Carson Wentz just had the biggest, arguably the biggest win of his career. I don't want to get into that debate. But regardless, however you slice <laughs> it, it was certainly a defi- <laughs> it was a huge moment in his career. No, it is. It is. I'm not saying it's not. He-
0: what? I'm not saying it's not. I was just you know. I-
1: okay, you don't. You, how do you think Carson feels right now? Feels amazing. Driving back his farm in New Jersey. He feels okay, amazing. Okay, that matters. That's your app. How do you think Dak Prescott feels right now? Like not shit. Great, right. Like, like shit. The e- right. The <laughs> Eagles are in a much different place than the Cowboys are right now. I and again. I I enjoy the roller coaster of a game. I love that in the second quarter, Joe Decamera wanted to bench Carson. Like I love all that. Right? <laughs> I, I forgot that.
0: Day. That was ridiculous. But at the yeah. end
1: of the day, but at the end of the day, well, it wasn't even that ridiculous at the time. But like at the end of the day, if I would have told you at the end of this game Carson would score two touchdowns in the fourth and throw a game-winning touchdown to Ertz in overtime, you would have said, "Wow, that's like that's exactly what he needs." Right? Like. At the end of the day, this all comes down to Carson. Whichever quarterback plays better between him and Jack yes, yes. in the next month right. will will be the one that wins the, the playoff, will be the one that goes to the playoffs. And I've been as critical of Carson as everybody. I'm obviously not just saying this. I think at this point the Eagles are in a better position to win, to make the playoffs than the Cowboys are.
0: Man, I just, you know, I'm not going to let one amazing quarter that I desperately needed to see. And motherfucker, because... Uh, especially for you, because he's not the problem. Carson Wentz is not the problem. I want you to say that right now. What, well, Out of what do Howie, mean, Doug, and Carson, season? Carson Wentz is not the problem. Long-term, that uh, is not the issue.
1: I don't know if I'm there yet on it. Right. I mean, like I said, I think tonight <laughs> you can certainly walk away feeling most encouraged about Carson. Um, I personally, right now, would probably still put Doug ahead of Carson. i definitely put Howie third, without question. But – um, I would still put Doug ahead of Carson, but it's it's debatable. And you know, I would also say that Carson playing so well in the fourth quarter showed that when he plays well, this team is better. Obviously, him not playing well has hurt them throughout throughout the year. But but regardless, it's about where they are right now. I mean, we saw that last well, yeah, year. So when Nick i
0: I, I, like, I know. That's what I was getting at. I'm just saying, like, and and it could be that. That was my theory a few weeks ago, which I just don't think it's about which quarterback was in. I think it's just, you know, hey, this is what we're supposed to do because that's what we're consistent at. You're just being meh. But the way that they played against Miami, the way that they played even against Seattle and New England, which were somehow closer <laughs> in, uh, you know, and a lot less to come back from uh, in those games uh to Miami and like the wanting it more thing that was really weird to having to get down so deep so 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 deep for the New York Giants who are two and ten there was like a this is a do or die please come with me and axes and there was murder and there was uh you know villages that were set on fire for the Giants you did, there was that much effort just to do that. And if that is what equaled getting that fired up to go beat the Giants, I still have concerns about this team long-term. Like, that was so weird. That was weird. All of this yeah, but, from but that think, to product was I think weird.
1: What, but I think what, what you're missing is I said before this game that I wanted the Eagles to make a statement tonight, right? I, want, I thought there was a chance to come out and do that, right? Prime time. Come out. Show you're going to control the NFC's. And they didn't end up making the statement I thought they would, in the way that you know they didn't win thirty-five to ten or whatever. But I think the statement they made was Carson with the comeback win. And as bad as the defense was in stretches, they only gave up seventeen points. And when you look at the last five games at this point, if not six, the defense has played really well. They played really well against uh, New England and Seattle. They played really well against Chicago. They played really well against Buffalo. Like, they they uh, didn't play well in Miami, obviously. But that looks like it's more of an outlier at this point. So, if you would have told me, heading into the final three games, Carson was coming off, I think, the most encouraging game of the season for him. And the defense was playing at a high level. Like, that's what you want. So, it wasn't the message I thought they would send. But I still think they left that game feeling good about themselves, as opposed to wins over, like, the Jets and the Bears, which it wasn't. You walked
0: away feeling like the team doesn't really have it. Yeah, I, uh, phew, I, 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 I get that. I mean, a, a loss would be the, the complete opposite of that, or whatever, or losing an overtime, or I, I don't know what. But um, I, uh, yeah, but they didn't. I, I, but they didn't. Lose. I, I know that. But I'm saying that this isn't. I, I don't. I don't think it's enough for the entire team. Uh, but if it fires up the quarterback enough to what you said, and they feel empowered by that, Boston Scott also. I mean, this is the perfect night for Carson Wentz truthers because you've got the, the comeback uh, fourth, you're in overtime. And then you've got Boston Scott saying Carson Wentz's leadership is what he was really impressive uh, in, the, in the second yeah. half there. So that like checks all those PR boxes for that. Um, more importantly... Uh, did you think the game was over when Sidney Jones had to go in after Razul Douglas got hurt? Because I sure did, and then he made <laughs> the freaking play of the game by uh, giving the giving the, the boys one more opportunity about that.
1: Yeah, especially when he was matched up one on one against Darius Slayton. <laughs> yes. I was like just had trouble <laughs> written all over it. Uh Doug gave Sidney a special shout out after the game. Uh Sydney had some reporters at his locker. So, you know, I think nice. Sidney's probably feeling good about himself and Hey, I mean, you know, credit to him. He's been, I'm sure, demoralized over the last two weeks, getting essentially, well, not essentially, getting benched and going to, you know, healthy scratches and such. To be thrown in the game at that point, you know, and to make that play, it was, it was encouraging. It was, it was. I mean, I, I don't think now all of a sudden Sidney Jones is gonna be a starting quarterback, cornerback from them. But again, another young guy making a play and a win. Like these are things that you can build on that are real positives.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think so too. And uh and it was good to see cuz everybody kind of had their, uh, their their shining moments uh, throughout the that fourth quarter. You know, it was it was really cool to see and again, uh big shout out to uh to Boston Scott. Uh big shout out to our good friends over at Liquid Death, obviously, because when the uh, birds win, the uh, Liquid Death just tastes that much Cooler and more delicious from those wonderful Austrian Alps poured down into this wonderful 16 ounce tall boy that has the coolest art design. Uh, It is very punk rock. It is skeletons and flames, and uh, and it needs to be uh, in your fridge or in your bar or basically just wherever you go because uh, the death to plastic continues. It's the guys over at Liquid Death, um, you know, make sure that. Everything that they use gets uh, recycled. In fact, uh, aluminum, as uh, we keep telling you, is like the uh, most reliable, recyclable source that is going right now. Like 75% of all aluminum uh, has been, uh, you know, reused and recycled for like the last 180 years or something like that. Uh, but uh, these guys have uh, supported us as. Uh, I keep supporting Carson Wentz, and finally, Elliot is now supporting Carson Wentz. So I just, I'm just saying, if we all drink more Liquid Death together, maybe the positive vibes do just collide once again, and we can uh, you know, root for this team in the playoffs. Liquid Death. I da- mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead.
1: Look, I, I, I always tell people I don't hate Carson. I'm just being honest about how I feel. And that's how I've always felt this season. Whatever, however I felt is what I say. This is what I feel right now. So, I don't hate Carson. I know you I've don't. never hated Carson. I don't hate any of the players. No, I know. I know you don't. I'm talking, I'm talking to our faithful <laughs> Go Birds listeners. So, people will want to believe me now because I'm being positive. But yeah. it just, you know, I got to call it like I see it.
0: Um, the uh, Yeah, liquiddeath.com. You can sell your soul to get a full case of water. Try it for free. Or if you're already on board, liquiddeath.com slash Go Birds gets you $2 off of uh, every case. Um, also, uh, just a couple other quick notes. Before uh, you know, we rewatch this thing and then come away with some different takes, and I can't wait to see what uh, James has to say about this. And so we're going to move it a little bit of along. So we'll do uh, instead of our Tuesday pod, we'll uh, you know do it on Wednesday, and they have a preview show on Friday, and all that fun stuff. But um, tonight, Carson Wentz through how many times Elliott Shore parks?
1: I mean, I think he dropped back 53 times.
0: Yeah, um, close. 50. i
1: a lot. I don't have the stats in front of me. Okay.
0: 50 times. Uh, and they ran the ball um, a lot less than that. It actually might be the same exact total from the Dolphins and the Giants game. So, uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe the running ball doesn't matter as much as you think it does. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe maybe scoring points. Uh in and in, in Booger can I just say this too? Thank God, Elliot, that you were in the press box tonight. The, uh, like when you actually have to sometimes focus on what the ESPN broadcasts were saying, um it made you feel like an insane person. Do you realize that towards the end of regulation when, you know, the Eagles couldn't convert on the first down and it was fourth and one or whatever, Booger literally on air just says, there's no doubt in my mind that Doug Peterson's going for this here. <laughs> and I'm going yeah. like, uh, I- n- no, no, no. That's, 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 why would that ever come out of your mouth? He's just waiting for this thing to tick down that they're going to punt away. Test tonight, I think, on the winning touchdown. Said E to W. Like, what are we doing with here, Elliot? You know, a bunch of amateurs.
1: Well, I'll also say this: I didn't get a chance to listen to the broadcast. Sounds like I missed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. But man, Pat Sh- Pat Shermer, not a good head coach.
0: Not at all. Not <laughs> like, at all.
1: On on that fourth down play you were just talking about, he lets the clock burn about forty five to fifty seconds, <laughs> or maybe a little, and then and then he calls the timeout. So like. Either don't call a timeout and let it go all the way down, or call it right away and force them like so. I don't Pat Shermer, and then he had the timeout where the Eagles ran out on special teams and burned them on that way. So, Pat Shermer's a mess, he's an absolute mess.
0: <laughs> he's a disaster. Um, and um, thank God that you know, not as uh, disastrous as the Eagles apparently, but they were certainly trying to f- fight and duke that out. Uh, the whole time there, and uh, I'm glad that it ended the way that it did. Uh, there will be positive vibes if they can, you know, put, uh, what do you call these things? Oh, yeah, wins together rather than losses together. Uh, uh, if 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 they beat the Cowboys, you know, if they beat Washington, they beat the Cowboys, obviously, you know, I'm in. I, 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 but until I see that or some form of that or like, you know, the Cowboys losing – uh, every game <laughs> from here on out, except for the Eagles game, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a way to celebrate a playoff victory too. I just know this: we're the best of the worst, uh, and sometimes that's good enough. So uh, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm fine with being best again, of the worst. Say,
1: again, say it with me: the Cowboys are firing their head coach. <laughs> like that's, the, I know. that's not that's not the team to bet on. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe the Eagles won't make the playoffs, but at this point, I'm just betting on the more stable franchise and the franchise that is coming off a big win. Whereas the Cowboys somehow, and I was high on the Cowboys and all that, but they find Me a too. way to lose games. Yep. And the Eagles do too, but at least the Eagles won this one. And then you have the we have Washington next week. Like, I, I think it's going to go well for them.
0: Uh, I hope, but uh, wow, I don't know how many times I've ever said this in my life. I hope Eliezer Parks is right. You know? There you go. Uh, so with that, we uh, we bid you nothing but lovely, lovely, green hearts. And uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening, as it's uh, been a late night for everybody. And shout out to everybody that stayed, by the way, because I would have given you every right to go home. I was making fun of the people that did go down there. You know, like, oh, what a bunch of dummies wasting their money and sitting in the rain. No, yeah, no, no. But- it
1: looked miserable out there. They, uh,
0: yeah, and somebody said that um, uh, a couple of people texted me and said this is the drunkest that I've seen crowds in a long time. So I'm really glad that they, they didn't set the field on fire, uh, which probably would be impossible with the rain. But, you know, we would find a way, I am sure. So uh, fuck me and uh, go you for sticking around and watching that bad boy. And uh, whew, hopefully there will be a lot of takes coming throughout the week. It's good to get a win. And uh, we always uh, love you guys uh, for tuning in, uh, win or loss or draw, which thank God that didn't happen uh, either tonight. So for LHR Parks, I'm John Barchard. This has been the Go Birds podcast number 154, if my counting is correct. Right here, radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. Go Birds!